Just to give credit, we're here at the uh, the Curtain Hotel, which is a hotel in Shoreditch on Curtain Road. Thanks to Olivier, uh, he's hooked us up with uh, one of the suites here. Uh, my company, which I'm co-founder of, Woodbury House, is uh, kitting out this room. We have Harif Guzman in here, uh, Eve Dahan, which is half a roast chicken, Scooney, who we're about to do a podcast with, Living Call, um, which is another photography artist. We have a Days, the list goes on, and Richard Hamilton, of course. So I wanted to get Scooney here today um, because I feel his story and his artwork and him as a person, really genuine, lovely guy, very humble, very grounded. I wanted just to tell an audience about his background, why he got into art, and also, you know, I think even like the younger demographic who are going to be listening to this, I was t- talking to Kieran Richardson yesterday and I was saying that, what about people that haven't found a skill, you know, playing football, making art? What would be the kind of advice that you would give to younger people about maybe finding something that that's their niece and everything else? But we can get, get to that mm. in a minute if you want. So um, thanks to Mimbosa as well for hooking, hooking all this up. That's, that's, that's great stuff. So Scooney, obviously your yeah. real name's not Scooney. Nah. So where did... Where does Scooney come from? Well, my name's uh, Tristan Schoonrad. I, just... I, I want to say something, actually, before yeah. you go on. I remember walking into your big brother house. What's that, what's that area called? It's Elsie Film Studios. That's it, and you've got your studio there. Yeah. And I walked in, uh, coming to see you and obviously some of the work that time, I think with our PR company, actually. And I walked in and I went, yeah, Scooney around. And this man come over to me and went, <laughs> I am Scooney. I was yeah. like... Okay, like and he went, yeah, 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 it was your dad, yeah, yeah, and I was like, I was like, I was because I was quite, quite like taken back, and um, I thought that was actually your surname, but it's not your surname, is it? It's Schoonrad. Schoonrad, okay, but at cool. School, you know, everyone's got a Y on you, don't they? Yeah, Greeny, you know, Schoony. Yeah, Sully. Sully. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, what I like about that name, Schoony, is because I know it's slightly different, but like. Google, Google's only Google only means Google if that makes yeah. sense. Yeah. Uh, Mimboso only means Mimboso. Scooney, there's nothing else called Scooney part by you. So if you ever type it into the internet, it's, your art comes that's up. That's it, isn't it? And, yeah. And a malt shop in in America. Oh right, okay. And that's it. Yeah, maybe there might be a. You can go after him for <laughs> yeah. uh, taking your name, but um. So Scooney, what's your background? It's all film work. Started with my dad. I was no good at school, went into um, the film straight away with my dad. I forgot what I was on now. Your old man like, went to some pretty big films, didn't he? He was a plaster, started off as a plasterer. Jesus. He was about 25. Crazy, his first film he was telling me was Green <coughs> Ice with Ryan O'Neill. A real old film. Yeah. And he'd done all the Star Warses. And yeah, I remember Star Wars. Jedi, he took me on the set. So when you say he was on them, what what he wasn't an actor, but what was he doing? He, he was a plasterer doing sets. Okay, it was all sets and vases. And right. So you were plastering. So you were plastering. So how did you get into like making, let's say, artwork or sculptures? Like what what well, was the transition? By the, by the time I started in the films, my dad had started going into creature work at Jim Henson's right. workshop. He's worked on dark crystal and. Making the monsters, moulding the um, the creatures. Okay. So I sort of went into that size. Right. Straight away. Okay. Which is. And you started like finding it interesting, exciting. I or... loved it. 
Yeah. What, I, know, why I knew was at it so... school I was going to go straight into it. Okay. So I was rubbish at school. <laughs> Is it because I, I just knew I was going to do that? You know what? Like I'm sort of digressing here, but I'm a new father, as I've mentioned mm. to you. You're one of the people that always said to me, as soon as you have a kid, things will change for the better. And yeah. you're definitely right with that. I know you've got a daughter yourself. Yeah. And um, conversations come up about schools. Go private school. Right, yeah, go, I'm thinking go, about that, go, yeah. You know, I'm thinking, I don't know if this is wrong with me, but I'm thinking, or it almost, in my mind, doesn't matter because I'm, I feel like I'm going to build up a couple of businesses, which I hope, even though I won't ever tell him this is what you've got to do, he can make his own choices, mm. but kind of condition him or steer him maybe into one of our, one of our companies. Yeah. And going back to your own story, I mean, I would never promote to any kid to say, don't listen at school, uh, you know don't bother going to school or don't even try because that would be wrong I think it serves a purpose and it's mm. needed but even if you don't get grades or the good education how like how do you feel about that I think you, it's absolutely paramount or there are other choices out there you, you just got to see how they grow up my brother's two kids but one of them wants to do the films and the other one's going off to university to do uh, he likes politics alright so you know, he's growing up around the films, but he's going that way. Okay. Uh, cool. He's a, he's a brave man, especially he's, in today's he's climate. He's really smart, yeah. Yeah. Wicked. So, um, plastering, you went into making, like, the creatures and stuff. Yeah. So, okay, plastering, it's literally like a plasterer at well, a house? I, I never got to do that bit. Okay. That's what my dad was, started off as. So, so they, you're making creatures, like, props for films? Yeah. What was the... What was the first or maybe biggest film that you ever got involved with uh, when i first started it was really thatcher mucked up the film industry and it was pretty slim on the ground so there's sort of b movies were they getting lack of funding yeah and it, sort of the first sort of big long one with that i done was uh, uh this space precinct jerry anderson who done thunderbirds <coughs> right this was his new new uh, program. We've done all the creatures on that. Wicked. For over a year, he was doing that. I collect all them when I was a kid. Yeah. The birds. Yeah, I used to love it. Do yeah. you remember that space precinct? Uh, vaguely. It's more like, fun than It was birds, like yeah. police in space. Yeah, yeah. aliens. Yeah. Yeah, didn't do that well, but yeah. Yeah. But then it, it all started kicking off. And, and then the films took off again when sort of Private Ryan come about okay and from then it's pretty much been full blast film after film after film so like you so during that you i mean i know you've i've seen plenty of photos with you with certain actors celebrities because because we have to live cast them so you have to actually get them in and actually cast their, cast their heads and how do you cast how do you how would you cast someone well it's like a mix up a bucket of alginate the stuff you do your teeth with at the dentist okay bucket of that and Slap it on them. You slap Pretty it on much. them yeah. all over their face. Yeah. What happened? How do they sort out their it's, eyes? Just shut their eyes. And then you shape their eyes for them later on. Yeah, if, yeah. if, if they got have their eyes open, you've got to sculpt it open. Oh, right, okay. Who does that, you? Uh, yeah, a bit of that. Yeah. So, how would you do someone's tongue and stuff? You don't know. Stick Stuck out their tongue. in their mouth. <laughs> yeah. And so, have you ever, I mean, I've seen people like Cara Delevingne. Mm. And some very very high profile people. Who who's like? Who else have you managed to work with? Well, it was Tom Hanks. All the people in private Ryan we had to do. 
We just one of my favourite films, Steven Spielberg film. Yeah. yeah, well, we just cast all the actors, <coughs> all of them. Be, but why? Because they didn't know they didn't know how they were going to die. Right. They still hadn't sort of figured out. They were just going as they. They said you might as well just do it now. Right. Okay. And have the head ready, but in the end, Tom Hanks is just he's just sitting yeah. there, bloody yeah, yeah. t-shirt, isn't he? Oh, right, I didn't even think about that. They would have to make props for that. I only ever think really props of, like, Star Wars or all these made-up creatures or characters. But, yeah, yeah. The, so, like, if someone gets shot, you have to basically make up that the bullet's gone in there or something like that. Yeah, yeah. like, we've done, um, what's it called, uh, Black Hawk Down. What a film that is. And, um, and that bloke gets dragged through the street, getting kicked and punched. <clears throat> so that's a whole body... And it's that, oh, I forgot his name, it's the bloke out of uh, Game of Thrones. Okay. You know, you can't do that to him. Yeah. So he's naked, he's getting dragged through the street and they're hitting him with their shoes. And yeah. Then. Okay, so you've done a bunch of different, like, um, Hollywood actors and stars and stuff. What is it like to work with these people? I mean, I guess they're all they're human great. beings at the end of the day, but are some easier to work with than others? Are there some kind of people where you thought... On TV, they seem nice or they seem horrible, mm. and you get to meet them completely different. It's, it, it seems like the the bigger they are, the nicer they are. Really? For some reason, yeah. That's cool. Yeah. yeah because they've good. got that far because they are nice and they're easy to work with, I yeah. suppose. Yeah. Tom Hanks was just, you know, perfect gentleman. Yeah. I, I remember hearing through Paul, actually, uh, he said that you were in... Where is it? Either the Groucho Club, which is in Soho, or the Hamyard, and uh, Cara Delevingne walked through, yeah. and she's with a bit of an entourage, and she's turned around and seen you, and she went, Scooney, and ran over to you and hugged you. And I said to Paul, I said, you know what? Do you know the reason why that happened? I'm not just saying it because you're sitting there, because you're a genuine nice guy, and go, going, going off of what you just said, it's so important. No matter how successful you become, it's always important to keep, like, humble and also also nice and a good energy because then course, you, you yeah. attract better people she seems like a nice lady lovely oh, yeah yeah really nice yeah. you've done um some art for her or you have made her into yeah. an art piece yeah i've done a collaboration with um chemical x oh that was called cool, at event but but we're not allowed to say sir okay <laughs> but reading between the lines <laughs> it was basically her okay well, we won't say it was, it, was, her. it was a model yeah it was another Another model looked very yeah. like her. Maybe yeah. a twin. <laughs> that she hasn't yeah. found yet. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, so you started working, making these props. When did you decide that you would actually turn it from just making props as a job or a living to art? What was that transition? How did you make that, that decision? Uh, just watching, you know, <clears throat> the stuff we make. I'm, I'm work with, I was working with, like, the best sculptors in the world, you know, making these monsters and... And then one day we was, at, um, we was on uh, Wolfman with Benicio Del Toro, you know that one? And this girl who's working there, she, she put on this uh, art show called um, uh, Monster Mash or something. So, so all, all the sculptors and that were putting stuff in and she, she said, do you want to put something in? I went, oh, I always wanted to. I'd, the first one I'd done was this little boy up a, a rope. It was um, like the engine rope trick. So I've got this steel, what looked like rope, had it all welded, and then he's up the top of it like that, you know, like... Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it looks like he's climbing that yeah, up, yeah. Yeah, and as soon as I made that and went to the show and it's there, 
and people going, ah, oh, look at that. The Hurts. penny kind of drops and you think, yeah. this, this is like a, a direction I want to go yeah. down. Yeah. So you never, when you was working on films and also making these props with your with your dad, your dad can make these as well, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So he taught you? Yeah, he yeah. Me. You never had a vision at that point or you never thought, actually, I can make this into a bit of art? Or you did? I was always drawing. I don't know. You, uh, I don't know if I was confident enough or... But then my dad's mates with um, Nick Reynolds, who's, uh, whose dad was a, a great train robber and he's an artist. Is Nick in uh, Lockstock? Is no, him? this is Nick Reynolds. He's, no, that's Nick Moran. Oh, yeah, sorry. He, he's um, he done this art car boot fair and, that, and I couldn't go, but it, my dad took the little boy up the rope. Okay. And someone bought it. How much? Oh. I can't remember. Not a lot. Okay. And, How big uh, was this thing? Oh, it was massive. It was like twice the height of the ceiling. How, the f- How did they get it at home? Well, they just bought the boy. I, okay. st- I stuck it on a bit of wood. On a, like... Um, Two before? Uh, oh, shovel? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Shovel, <laughs> shovel, a bit of wood, a bit of pole. Right. And someone bought it. And I, went, I can't, couldn't believe it. That's touch. And then Nick knew this bloke, um, Joe Rush, who was doing uh, Mutate Britain in um, Portobello Road. And it had massive artists there. And he said, oh, I could get you in doing that. And uh, went down, saw Joe, and he goes, yeah, great, put, put some in, do you want to put more stuff in? And I just went back to the studio and just, yeah. just made so much stuff. Good. Put it all in there, and it all sold. It's amazing. And I went, fly me. That must be... I just a, couldn't believe it. I mean, making money is obviously good, yeah. but the feel-good factor, the fulfilment... Yeah, that's better than the money. It's like a big adrenaline kick. Yeah. I thought someone likes, you know, what I'm doing. It's like when we had the uh, event at Woodbury, and I remember you coming over to me, and he's saying, it's, it's a strange feeling because everyone's here because of your work. Yeah, yeah. And it's like almost... Did, because when I went there, I didn't know it was that. Paul never told me it was that. Yeah. It was like, uh, it was, I thought it's like a groupie, group show, but it wasn't, was it? <laughs> no, no. We'll get on to it in a minute. It's the collab that we've done with Dark Circle. Yeah. It's one of, the, one of the T-shirt designs here. So you decided to become an artist. You kept the name which you had from school, which is Schoonie. Yeah, I was having an R in, which, which I do, Tristan Schoonie, that's a bit... It's a really good choice just keeping it like that. Yeah. It's a powerful name, really is. So one of the other first pieces that you released, which is still t- today one of my favourites, I fortunately have one of them, Union Jack one. I think I've got one of five or the AP version, I can't remember. Mm which I really, really like. Still at Woodbury House Studio at the moment. We made some photography as well of it. You released that in 2007, eight? Uh, yeah, at that, you um, take Britain. Wasn't there one where you had the French writing over it with the blood, which was the panel oh, version? That, that was just after that. Yeah, that was outside Parliament. So just for the people that haven't seen that, that mould or that sculpture, which again, is incredible. So describe it, what does it look like? Well, I, I, I made that one you're talking about, freestanding boy soldier, and my mate Haruka got into contact with me and said, oh, I, I want to do a show in Japan. <clears throat> and uh, it went out there, and it was a Union Jack one. Right. It went out there, and it had loads of photos, and, but he said, he, he, doubtful you sell it, because there's no room for people Oh, right, because they live in small accommodations. Yeah, even if you're rich and, you know, 
lived Tokyo. in a shoebox. Yeah, yeah. So, so I thought, ah, oh, I just cut him in 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 half. And that's where you got the panel. Wood. Yeah, I didn't even know that's where it come from. Okay. Yeah, yeah. It's because Wicked. because I thought, oh, how can people, you know, like like that one? How can people have it if they haven't got the room? Yeah. Stick it on a panel. Stick it on the wall. Very very and clever. And solo. Yes. Carbonite. Yeah. And my my dad helped make that. Okay. Okay. So I always loved that, you know. So the boy soldier is literally. A young lad. How old yeah. is he, roughly? He's, he was seven. Seven. And it was a. Uh, you moulded your nephew. Yeah. Nephew. Yeah, Kai. And he's it's in. Weird. He's he's starting work with me Monday. Is he? Yeah, he's seventeen soon. You're gonna do the second <laughs> one, aren't you, of him? Yeah, at eighteen, I thought. At eighteen. Yeah. Okay. So I'm gonna just describe it. So it's a boy of seven years of age, barefooted, only got shorts on, holding a grenade. In one hand, the other hand has got the pin out, so yeah. you know it's ready to detonate. Yeah. He's looking up into the atmosphere with almost yeah. a. He's looking up to us. To us, and he's got like I wouldn't say a sad face, but it's almost like a serious face. Yeah, and he's got a uh, adult's army helmet on, mm. and he's he's like looking up, and it's up to like the kind of the viewer, the person who's looking at it to come up with their own concept of what is going on with, with this kid. So, I mean, why did you, why did you come up with this mould? It, it was, at the time, it was, you know, war on the TV. telly constantly. And I'm looking at him going, 10 years' time, you know, he could be at war. So I was looking at him, you know, with an army uniform on. Because, like, even, like, there's so many part like, so many parts to talk about that particular mold it's fairly controversial and i personally like controversial art because yeah. i think it, some it, people hate it yeah but it provokes <laughs> conversation and debate yeah. whether people hate it whether people love it or whether someone's quite neutral about it yeah. all these three parties can have a massive conversation and that's what a whole art is meant to do mm. it's not meant to be for everybody no, no. that piece is not going to be for everybody that piece is not going to be for everybody yeah. that's the whole point of that's art good, yeah and it creates this debate yeah. And which I think is the most important thing. A bit like music, a bit like loads of different things mm-hmm. and fashion. So, like, you got the grenade, got the pin out. I mean, why did you <coughs> ch- choose? Because if you put had the pin still in, it could have created a different message because it's like, yeah. is this guy actually going to do anything with it, though? Well, he's, he's, it, once you've pulled the pin out... There's no going back. It, it, he's, he's holding the, the trigger because it's, it's not until you let go, that, that trigger bit pings off, doesn't it? Right. So he's holding that. He could put the pin back in. Right, okay. But he's, but he's, but I sort of, I wanted him looking up at us, going, look what you've made me. Because he could even be suggesting that he's committing suicide. He could even be no, suggesting, yeah. well, we could be. Well, well I've I done another one where he's called Duck and Cover, where he's, he's yeah. thrown it and he's like that. Right. So, yeah, yeah he's not committing suicide. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah, or he could be throwing it. Like what my take on it is that war and violence around the world has become so bad that it's actually dragging in innocent people, even kids. They're almost forced to go into war. Yeah, and I think it makes a statement. And consequently, after you released it, you obviously got in the media. Was that planned, or was that kind of coincidence? You know, like people writing about you in their papers and stuff. Yeah. I don't know how you, at that time, how you would. Oh, right. It was so, just yeah, some people. Just... Okay. Um, Brad Pitt. 
He ended up getting one. Well, he, he was given it. Okay. Because he collects art, though. Yeah. So, I mean, but... Yeah, I, I, I was on a... Well, well, Zombie. And he, he's on that. And he's such a nice bloke. And then my, my dad... Um, my dad had to do a photo shoot with him. So I said, oh, I'll give him this. And it was, uh, it, was, it was a small version of The Boy Soldier. And he, my dad said he, was, he, he looked really chuffed. Yeah, wicked. Mm. Well, I mean, let's have it right. I mean, he's a A-list uh, Hollywood star. Yeah. You know, worth a few quid. Actually, when I looked him up, I think he was worth 350 mil or something. That was a couple of years ago. But I know what I've read anyway, and I could have this wrong, but some of his money he's made, his fortune is through good investments, and part of that is going to be art. Mm. So for the simple that fact... A massive art collector, yeah. For the simple fact that he's recognised your piece and taken it, it says a lot. Uh, he, he, he might use it as a doorstop. <laughs> <laughs> Don't place yourself down. He's, he probably loved it, man. Um, Throwing it out the window. <laughs> yeah, exactly, yeah, whatever. Um, okay, so you've got the boy soldier. Yeah. Then moving to another piece, which is the bruiser. Yeah. Now that is a female, yeah. a young girl. How old is she? she? I think she's about nine. 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 Yeah. Who was that? You. Uh, That's my mate Steve's daughter, Emily. Okay. And why? What's the, what's the point of that? You know, she's got the big boxing gloves on. She's a young kid. Yeah. She's got adults boxing gloves on. She's looking very serious. Mm. What? Why? Why? Why have you done this? Well, she's. Uh, I, I just had my daughter. And in the news, it was all, you know, bad for women at the time. Women's rights and, you know, w watching the news all over the world, women's rights getting taken away, even in, you know, America. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, my daughter was born, so I thought I'd do a sort of strong woman piece. So it's almost like f females and women are fighting back? Yeah, yeah, exactly. And standing for she's, something. She's ready. Yeah, she's, uh, she's trying to commit herself to fighting for herself but even yeah. before her time almost because she's like nine years of age and yeah the boxing gloves are relevant really that she's she's strong yeah young, young woman yeah Go, going into a sort of harsh world and anyone fairly significant who's ever collected bought them or even been gifted um, or any comments you've ever got or any publications to pick them up I can't remember. No, I'm <laughs> I know uh, a few few galleries have held them in London. Yeah, um, I've sold quite a few. Yeah, quite yeah. a lot of them. Nice. Yeah. Um, you sold loads, the panel one. Yeah, I mean, we as a company, I think we've done the Black Mother of... I call it Black Mother of Pole, yeah. but it's sort of pr uh, prismatic. Prismatic. Uh, the white version and the black version, yeah. one of 25, 25 mm. was it, or 50? 25 of each. Yeah, 25 of each, yeah. and then run of 10 of the Boy Soldier, which is just a yeah. freestanding free one. And yeah, well, I mean, we pretty much sold most of it. I yeah. think, um, again, you know, there's two sides to art, I say, or predominantly. You've got people collect it, uh, decorate a hotel suite, mm. they decorate their home, they decorate their office, but then you have people that invest into art. What is your take, actually, as an artist? I wasn't going to ask you this, but... Some artists will get into art because they're really, really passionate about their art. Mm. And some of them are definitely still passionate about their art, but they have kind of like a business or investment mindset of, you know, in 10 years, 20 years, my sculpture could be like a Damien Hurst or a Jeff Koons. Right. Have, have you ever thought like that? Or are you just doing it for the fun, nah. for the for the love of it? Yeah, pretty much. How would you feel? Uh, if... I'm, I'm not very good with money. No. <laughs> but working in the films, you get a lot of money. 
So I've always sort of had it and I get rid of it. I get through it. Easy come, so, easy go. Yeah. <laughs> so, and I don't really, well, I'm just starting to think about the future more because I've got my daughter and things like that. But yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, like, if one day one of your pieces, say the Boy Soldier or something, or a very unique piece, I know you showed me a few just recently, but I went for like astronomical amount of money. That'd be good. How, how, would, how would that make you feel? Brilliant. Yeah. Buy a nice house. Yeah. What is that what you would do with the money? Yeah. Set house. up your daughter. Set up my daughter. University, maybe. Yeah. Don't know. Yeah. Nice new car. Yeah. Nice. So, like, talk about Jeff Coons, talk about Damien Hurst. These are, when I speak to potential investors for art, when we're talking about someone like Hamilton, for example, who sadly passed away about 14 months ago, but evidently his market's gone up and up and up and up. They always do say the best career move some artists can make is when they actually pass away. Picasso, <laughs> Andy Warhol, yeah. Jean-Michel Basquiat, the list goes on. But that kind of rule doesn't apply to people like Damien Hirst, nah. Jeff Coons. You know, they're still living, they're still breathing, they're still you know doing their thing. And they've really shaped their kind of sector. And they've done some very controversial bits of art. I mean, I've even seen a painting of Jeff Coons where I won't describe it fully, but I think he's wife or missus is the next porn star oh yeah and she's yeah. on top That's of him an old star. and, and old, you can yeah. you can see him penetrating her basically was, yeah yeah <laughs> but these guys have made millions yeah i mean what's the difference between them and maybe other people that are what what, what is the difference know. is it their art is it the way they market yeah, I, themselves or yeah I, uh, ricky gervais said that it, 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 damien has art is media is promotion that's yeah. his art yeah so the importance of having a good product but yeah. knowing how to promote yourself and sell yourself and display yourself to build up that value and desire yeah therefore prices go up supply and demand etc you think yeah. that's important yeah if you want to yeah if you want to make loads of money yeah okay you got to get good people selling it for you good uh, team selling it yeah good infrastructure uh, and good management as to people yeah, like that. exactly. Because that's their job. Yeah, it's their job to sell and it's the artist's job to maybe create and stuff. Yeah, because yeah, mostly artists aren't very good at that. Yeah, I, I hear that. Do you think but everyone can learn? Yeah, 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 I'm trying. Yeah? Yeah. Well, that's, I, that's why I think it's quite important to do even things like this because even though back in the day I was uncomfortable doing any kind of speaking I used to completely melt literally used to like wouldn't be able to speak to anybody yeah. but over time I've realised that you've got to kind of learn to promote yourself even a little bit because yeah, yeah this is the way the world has gone now yeah yeah so I think yeah listening to your podcast you've got better since the first one really appreciate that mate thank That's you it's awful <laughs> <laughs> No, it's, nice it's one. good, it's yeah. good. And I, I like it, I like <laughs> what you talk about. Good. It's, it's good. Well, I'm, well, I'm, you know, being but, in this great market of art, I get to meet the artists, people like yourself, Harris Newcomb, Tom Webb, there's going to be a thing come, should be interviewing Eve DeHaan, which is half a roast chicken, who does the neon lights. Yeah, yeah. Actually be my first female, per, I think, female guest, which I can't yeah, wait. Yeah, it's great, that stuff. And it's just good to meet these artists because... You guys and females are the creative ones, so you're very interesting. That's why I like to talk talk to certain people. Don't get me wrong, I like to interview business people as well. 
but sometimes they're quite black and white. You know, here's the numbers, this is what we do, blah, 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 blah. With artists, a little bit different. Sometimes you don't know exactly where the conversation is going to go, yeah, basically. Yeah. So um, this piece behind us, this is called what? Butterfly Kiss. Butterfly Kiss. And why, why, why do you do that? That was, I've done a cast to my girlfriend, wife now, and uh, I, had, I just said... Oh, yeah, congratulations, you got married. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, wicked. Yeah. And um, I just had two casts out... And it was just the front of her face, and I went, mm, like, made him kiss, and I went, ah, oh, look at that. Oh, you shit. It's like a, it looks, because it, it's the void in between the nose and the lips, it looks like the sort of body. Yes. The body of a sort of insect, of a butterfly. Yeah. And then just stretched it, you know, stretched it out. Yeah, I love so that. It like a butterfly. And why did but you. But that was just it, really. Why did you make it. So, like, the cast is on one side. It's obviously not symmetrical. If you look at the whole yeah. board, why did you put it on one? I think that's a really clever idea. But why did you do yeah, it? Yeah, the, the space is part of it. Yeah. Makes your eye go round. What's that What's that thing called? The Fibonacci? Fibonacci something. Okay. I think I know what you're It makes your eye go round. Yes, okay. A painting. Yeah. All it's, good painters have got it. It's, like, too typical to put it in the centre, basically. Yeah. It would, because it, it's right, it would look wrong, yeah. almost. Yeah. So, okay, we, I mean, we sold a few of them. I really like that piece Those as well. You've done a ginormous one as well, didn't you? Which I think you sold yeah. on in the end. No, it's, that's in Dubai. It's in Dubai. Yeah. Okay, on, on the show you've done over yeah, there. Yeah. Okay, cool. Um, I know you got into some media, like some fairly big publications, I think Basement Magazine and stuff like that. Yeah. We've done a uh, collab with you. Was we the first company with dark circle to do a collab on your work, so, yeah. fashion yeah yeah so speaking to aaron at dark circle i've done a podcast with him as well but uh, uh, by the way it's coming yeah. out next week so that'd be quite interesting we speak about you on there yeah um he said he really enjoyed working with you and really enjoyed working with a british artist because before we done it with hamilton but canadian artist made his name in new york but working with you who's live and kicking mm. it was it was good to work work with you and your team why did you decide it would be something you would like to do. Something a bit t-shirts different. T-shirts are good, aren't they? Yeah. Got a free t-shirt. <laughs> so, and, uh, got shoes no size. And you didn't get one, did you? I didn't get a bloody hoodie, yeah. I know. That really pissed me off. I come yeah, in the nice next, as well. I come in the next day and they had all gone. <laughs> but that says something about the designs. Yeah. Yeah, that was a pretty good night. So we had a, a bunch of people there. Obviously, a few clients turned up. It was yeah. quite a really fun good. evening. Yeah, really good. So, so what's... What's next? So obviously done the Boy Soldier, Butterfly Kiss, Bruiser. Yeah. You've also mentioned about the Crouching Boy Soldier. Yeah. In between there, there's quite a few <coughs> as well, but they, you know, never took hold. Okay. Really. That was the Andy Warhol little boy of the... Oh, yes, with the film camera. Film camera. You sold one of them, though, didn't you? Yeah. You sold it actually here, I think, at the curtain. It was actually yeah, in the... Yes, the Leontia... Gallery, she sold it. Okay. Do you have a lot of galleries re- reaching out to you? Yeah, quite a lot. But but I've been sort of... Filtering them out. Yeah, you've got... I didn't know before, you've got to keep small, haven't you? And just good ones. Yeah. Or, before I used to go, oh, yeah, anyone can have it. Yeah. Didn't so realise. You've got to keep yourself fairly neat, uh, niche and stick to um, maybe uh, the right demographic. Yeah. Because not all uh, agencies or galleries or art people may have the right collectors for you and maybe investors. Um, yeah. 
So I know recently you're doing, is it called branding? The ones? Branded. Branded, okay. Yeah. Just describe that then, what's that about? It's a woman, she's uh, literally branding herself. With? With uh, like uh, famous makes, Louis Vuitton and Supreme and Off-White. Off-White and so it's like she's branding a literal body. Yeah. Like branding iron. So well, how did you come up with that idea or that concept? I'm not sure. Just one day you <laughs> thought about it. Is yeah. it because of social media though? Because yeah. we, I speak about... Instagram is off-white all over it. You know, yeah. that, that name come up. Yeah. And, you know, Supreme is just everywhere. Yeah. I think it's, a, I think it's worth over a billion dollars now, apparently. Really? Fine. Yeah, I think it's English guy started that. And then you and look on eBay and there, yeah, thousand pound for, no, five thousand. Well, you got the box logo. I mean, my business partner knows more about this than I do. But you got the box logo, and I think retail what they sixty, seventy, eighty quid. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, not but, much. But then, then when they're on the secondary market, massive. They're like five hundred <laughs> a grand, yeah. maybe even more. Yeah. I know one person, a friend of ours, was a super funny guy, guy called Josh. Um, he buys so much of it. And when he was telling me, like, on the secondary market, some of this stuff, I mean, it's investment. Like, you can literally buy it, put it on there, and double, if not yeah. triple, your money. So where your gallery is, there's a supreme shot. Yeah. Every time I walk past there, it's a massive queue. But it, and they're all covered in it. Yeah, this goes back to uh, what you said about marketing, because you have a white T-shirt, very simple uh, design, box logo with supreme literally written on, mm. in it, and you have... A queue, not just round one building, mm. next building, and the next building. They have security guards to yeah, security order guard. the queue, and literally monitor the queue like you're going into a club. Yeah, I mean that that proves that if you get a good enough following and get a good enough hype and excitement, and a let's say client base, you can literally do the most basic design, yeah. and people still want to buy it. They just still make get that. it a little bit camouflaged. Yeah, and it's slightly different. It's incredible. Yeah, it is. So you got the you got branded, and anything else coming boots. up? Boots. Boots. What's that That's again? That's a new one. It's um, it's, it's Birdie Paul's son. Okay. He's uh, like his father's footstep. He's he's wearing oversized like his father's army boots. Okay. With a gun. Okay. So he's either he's either you know following his father's footsteps, joining the army, or worse. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, or, go, going down a maybe a, a bit of a controversial path. Yeah. So when you make these moulds, that's one side of it. But then what about the colourways? Well, where'd you come up with these? Because that prismatic paint or even that, which when you shine a light on it, it, it shines like a rainbow almost colour. Yeah. How did you come up with these ideas? I just... Messing around, just playing yeah, with different, yeah. different paints? Looking at new paints will come out. I like looking at um, sort of colourways or... I like architectural uh, stuff, right? And they're they're good at you know the yeah. new colour what comes out and. Do you know you've done a big uh, boy soldier which is coming out the wall over in Croydon? Yeah. Whereabouts is that? I don't know. I never went there. Um, and it's blue. Blue. Who yeah. come up with that colour? Well, yeah, at the time it was a bit of a trendy one. Okay. That blue. Yeah. Cobalt blue. It's like a like a real deep. Yeah. Deep. Yeah. Jeff Coombs was doing the, the blue balls. Okay. You know them blue balls on. Yeah. Things? Yeah. At the time, it was a bit of a trendy. And what did they? I go and paint it again. Yeah. 
What did I do? Did you gift it? Did I buy it? Did I commission it? No, they gave me money. Yeah? Yeah. Wicked. I didn't even go there. So they reached out to you and said, can you design something for us? Why would they yeah. put a boy soldier low in Croydon? Well, why did they do that? I don't know. They, 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 Croydon, you know, was um, giving money to artists to, you know, regenerate the place. Okay. Just a brick. Yeah, and Rise Gallery, Kevin, he, he's part of that. Incredible. Yeah. That's good. I think more of that should happen. I'm like, more of a budget should be given to existing artists, but also people trying to get into arts. Yeah. I don't think it's always um, supported as much as it maybe should be. Nah, I think all. I think I'm not here to slate schools and stuff like that because, like I said, it serves a purpose. It is necessary. Children need to be educated. But sometimes I think that it's all about maths, English and all that kind of yeah. stuff. And I don't know if there's enough stimulation for being creative. Or learning how to sell, market yourself, yeah. or be an effective communicator. It's because they're teaching you to, you know, do a terrible job. <laughs> well, they're not. They're not teaching you to do a good job. Yeah, I guess it's almost like just to get by. I mean, I don't know once where I've used re. Nah. Really, algebra. I don't think I've ever come no. across that in my life. And I'm not saying, again, they're not important things. They, they, they are in certain circumstances. But being creative, funding uh, people that want... They're not good at that. They need to do a bit more than yeah. that. And I think, it, you know, I'm not going to say knife crime in London, which is, unfortunately, has been on the rise, and that is a terrible thing. Yeah. I'm not saying if you give suddenly loads of young children funding and they're going to go into being creative, it's going to bring it down. But surely that's going to help. And I was last night, I was yeah. at my old... Uh, boxing club my amateur boxing club when I was 14 called Bromley Downham Boys Club and I was there last night talking to my old coach a guy called Richard Foster incredible man he, I mean he works all the hours at God's End he does it for next to nothing he's there to support the kids and he said that if this boxing club wasn't around all these kids would probably be on the street they yeah. would be turning to drink drugs selling it consuming it violence crime you, yeah, we need definitely. more support for like you know either people getting more more in sport yeah create your stuff so There's i think nothing to do people just get bored they're bored they just get absolutely <laughs> bored and they don't know what else to do and before I you know to be it, bored knocking around my town just going out doing nothing just yeah knocking about with your mates smoking drinking that's it and it's almost like you you, you fall into i'm not going to say every group is a gang but you fall into some kind of community mm. which some of them are uh, you know the gangs are rough and they're quite they can be quite nasty and it's a sense of like being recognized when you're in these gangs and stuff and then before you know it they live yeah. the life of this unfortunately quite kind of bad person yeah. so i think because it it gives them focus on yeah. something it gives them significance it go, gives them oh, focus. Well, i could be like i could be like that older bloke exactly the so, hard bloke yeah I could be like him if i how important do you think it is from a young age to even a little bit older to have some kind of focus and even goals. Maybe have them later on. Be a kid longer. So imagination, you know. Uh, don't, you know. As soon as kids go to school, do that maths. It's knocked out of them. It's not mm. creativity's knocked out of them. But even that's a goal in itself to try and stay as young as you can, yeah. even from an emotional mindset or personality point of view. 
yeah. because it keeps things fun and it keeps things kind of loosened up where you can be quite creative. Mm. But do you have your own goals? Like, do you say in five years' time, me and my wife, my, my, my daughter, or my business, or my art, want to, or want to evolve it into this? Or do you just kind of go with the flow? Yeah, I, I wish I could say, yeah, I'd do that, but no, just go with the flow. Really. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I look on right move a lot to see what else I could get. Well, that's, I mean, that's I like... I think that's, an, that's the main aim, you know, a beautiful house. Okay. So that's like visualisation, looking yeah. at certain goals. Yeah. Acting as if almost when you visualise something and go onto a website where you're looking at cars, do, watches and all that do, kind of stuff. Do you stuff. think it would help visualising, you know, seeing yourself doing really well with you are? It probably would, wouldn't it? Yeah, so what I do is on my vision board, I have two. I have one at work and one at home. And then I also put certain things on my phone to remind me about my certain goals and vision things which are important right. to me. Goals in my opinion, should be spread over like seven different areas, which will give you almost a complete life. The thing is with it, it's a bit of a mad paradox because goals are there to keep you focused and keep, keep you driven, but you're never always going to get to the very, very end because even when you achieve a goal, you're looking for the next one. So it's yeah. an ever-evolving journey and you're pursuing these goals all the time. But I try... Evolution. Yeah, you're, you're, you're just always pushing yourself. Yeah. It's like going to the gym, for example. Yeah. There isn't never going to be a point in my life where I'm thinking, right, I'm the fittest I am, I'm the strongest I am, the quickest I am, yeah. most powerful, and now I'm going to knock on the head. You've got to maintain it. You've got yeah. to keep on going, basically. Yeah. So I put myself on the vision board as much as I can by either impersonating myself in something, which I've done recently, which was me standing on stage for TED Talk, putting a TED Talk in the back of back because that's like a spiritual goal for me. Mm. That's what I want to do. I want to I want to achieve that. So I convinced my subconscious mind it's happened by impersonating myself, Photoshop myself on it. Then I could do one with a car. So I'm going to test drive that car and get a photo. So it's like like I've already got it. Right. So you've got to convince your mind almost yeah, that yeah, you've yeah. already achieved it. Yeah. There's more things to it than that. It's not just do that and it's going to happen, mm. but. It's almost like convince your mind that you have done it, you can do it, or you have already achieved yeah, it, and start uh, working towards yeah. it. Yeah, if you, if you say, oh, I can never <clears throat> afford that, I can never do that, yeah. you're not going to. Exactly. I mean, yeah. you've got to choose the right language, you've got to say it with the right conviction, yeah. you've got to have the right people around you. There's no good saying, you can achieve it, I'm going to do it, and all these great incantations or affirmations, but then suddenly, family member, wife, son, friends, colleagues, associates, they start telling you, no, you can't do it because yeah. before you know it, you become a product. That's what, that's what you get when you're growing up, don't you? Well, this at is school. it at school. Yeah, and even teachers, I got it myself. Oh, I got it every day. They were like, you're never going to amount to it. You're nothing. never going to do it. Either. Yeah. yeah. You're a dreamer. Is that, and do you know what? Like, I know plenty of people have gone to school, got all the A-stars, gone to university, and some of them have done really well there's a lot of them that haven't done so well. They're still lost, don't even know what they need to do. And sometimes when you don't have the grades, you've got no choice but to be creative. Mm. So you've gone down a path like like you've gone to and, you know, you're making some some way... The thing I could have done was left school when I did. Yeah. As soon as I could, leave. But that's not for everyone, is it? No, everyone's got to find their path, I guess. Um, so, inspiration. Any artists that you got inspiration from? I still love uh, James Jean. American artist. Okay. He does stuff with Prada, but it's... Uh, it's just, it, I look at it and I think, has he come up with that? Is that... Um, I mean, I, I'm not so I okay with that person, but is it like um, canvas work or painting? It's everything. 
everything and anything. Sculptures, yeah. lighting. Sculptures. He's amazing. Okay. He is. What about the people like the, uh, just going back to what the owner of here said about your work, said it's like Banksy-esque. What about Banksy? Yeah. Oh, of course, yeah. Yeah? He's, uh, yeah. When you first look at that, his book. Yeah. Uh, what's it called? Wolves. I forgot what it's called now. When you first look at that, you go, wow, wow, yeah. look at it, it's genius. And do you think that's very clever marketing as well, how he's done certain things? Yeah, very. Yeah. But he's doing it a long time, wasn't he? Because he's still unknown who, who he really is. I think, I think a lot of people do. Yeah. I heard a rumour that he may never come forward because if he does, he also admits to all the yeah, graffiti. Yeah, arrested. Well, in America, I think there was yeah, a, a, war a warrant yeah, yeah. out for him. So yeah. uh, in it, New York, yeah, exactly. And he's done all that stuff there. Yeah. yeah, I think I think uh, Donald Trump once actually said he's a criminal. <laughs> yeah, but anyway, he says Fuck he it. says he's all, a criminal. Yeah. <laughs> he does. He says all the most controversial yeah. things. Anyway, um, so Banksy, like you mentioned, that other artist. Anyone else? Anyone else that you feel that you know you no, take no, take I like, some I like so from? much of. It everyone's and then you dislike some of their works so you just sort of yeah can't think of anyone else really. do, you, do you collect anyone yeah I've got um, this couple called uh, Pipsqueak was here in Amsterdam okay there's all stencil work and there's it's always like a little girl with a big uh, like a bear mm -hmm. I've got a massive one of theirs and um, it's Jeremy Geddes I think he's Australian yeah really realistic Got a few of his works, and then loads of swapsies. Okay, it's nice, especially at the art car boat fair. Just everyone swapping. What is that art, art it's, car it's, boat fair? It's uh, it's got um, <coughs> it's got like Peter Blake and Tracy Emmons done it, and Damien Hurst has put work in it. It's this big artist, but it's, but you turn up and say you were out the back of your car sort of thing okay like you have your own uh, like stall and people just yeah. go and buy it yeah you have to be asked okay is it like really expensive pieces or kind of small pieces yeah it's cheaper pieces okay so like um, Peter Blake he sells them for 40 quid next day on eBay 500 quid okay so people are queuing up overnight people queue up overnight Jesus sleeping bags so so 40 quid, 50 quid, like up to a thousand maybe? Yeah, or more, yeah. Sometimes a bit more? Yeah. Because we know like people like Damien Hurst and stuff, they've sold pieces for a huge amount of money. Yeah. Well, he's done some, it's like a banana print. Right. I think that was only about 100 quid. And, wow. I bet know. people were No, at, I think they're 10 grand. Oh, my God. That, well, that proves that art can be an investment. Oh, yeah. Without a doubt. What's the most expensive bit of art you've ever sold? Sold? I don't know. Or what, what piece, what mould? What mould? I had a boy soldier. Okay. They go for quite a lot of money. But then you do like one massive one once, didn't it? Go for a lot of money. Was it a crouching one, I think? I still got that one. You still got that one yeah. in, collect in your collection? Yeah. I like that one a lot. Yeah, it's on top of a container at the workshop. Yeah. And if you go to Tesco's next door to the studios, you, it's right there. Wow. Loads of people take photos of it. I bet. <laughs> like that. It's bright green as well, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, Wicked. like a toy. <laughs> so outside of art then, let's just say you take it off the artist hat, what do you do day to day? What's like, what else do you do? I know you've got your daughter, I know you've got your family. Yeah. Anything else you're interested in? Watching films, 
going well, out. Yeah. I, well, I, like, I like gallery shows and you go out and don't come back to the morning. Yeah. <laughs> it's good. The late nights. What, um, I was out of view and come back the next, the next night, didn't I? We'll edit that. Trouble. We'll edit that bit. <laughs> <laughs> you know, my missus listens to this, mate. <laughs> yeah. uh, no, we'll keep that bit in. But, um, anyway, we won't say what happened that night. Uh, we'll leave that to everyone's imagination. Uh, but when you're watching films then, being in films, your mm. father being in films, knowing these kind of celebrities, actors, do you look at it in a kind of different way or do you know your things like, oh, that's a prop, that's a thing? Yeah, all the time. But, but, but these days, because it's all computer films, I haven't got a clue what that, you know, about that technology, how, yeah. they, how they're doing that. Yeah. Because you, you, you see the making of, like, the Avengers and they're, they're standing there, it's just green behind them. Yeah. And then they show, the, show you the film and it's... Everything's going yeah. on. What an incredible uh, uh, film that is. Qu credits at the end of films used to be really quite short. You know, 10, 15, 10 minutes. Now, can't forever. It's like it's another millions movie. Millions of people. Yeah. So many people working yeah. on it. So, yeah, just, just literally watching football, going out, watching films. Um, yeah. What's your missus do? She had a hairdressing salon. Now she's, she's working back with us. Because that's how I met, I met her on Kick-Ass... Yeah, Kick-Ass 1. Wow. That's how we met. Okay. She's younger than me. So do you meet all... Someone like Cara Delevingne, for example. Mm. She's a model. How come you met her? That was through um, Chemical X. Oh, right, okay. And a Chemical X is just another artist, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So he introduced you, basically. Yeah. Cool. So you met Brad Pitt, her. Mm. Anyone else has become quite a good friend? Oh, you put me in touch with um, Tim Lovejoy. Which we've done yeah, a small yeah, little documentary out. Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah, great, great guy. Yeah. I'm not too sure about his beard, though. He's just grown. <laughs> I quite like it. Yeah, I don't know. It's made him look it's a bit. It's white, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. It reminds me of Graham Norton. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, it's all right. It's all, it's all yeah, good. He's, he's got a boy soldier, but I don't. I, I made he's got one. a Mad Max one. Yeah, he's, he's uh, what's it? Um, where the well things are, Max. Right, okay. So he's got that. It's like sort of pajamas with the yeah. ears. Yeah, he said he's put it in like a glass case. Yeah, glass it looks, case. It looks well cool. Yeah, yeah, he's a nice bloke. Yeah, it was good doing a little sort of uh, Q and A with him yeah. at Woodbury House. Yeah, oh, really, yeah, really, yeah. really enjoyed that. Yeah, it's a nice guy. He is. Um, any other big shows coming up? Anything exciting? Is that New York one? Oh yeah, you got one in New York. That'd be quite yeah. cool. What in uh, Manhattan? Yeah, Not too it's sure. Right, and it's below uh, Central Park. Okay. Right in the middle. So you've done something over in Dubai, something here, yeah. obviously in London, now America. Um, any other goals where you like to do, get your artwork out, presence anywhere? What about somewhere really controversial? <laughs> Maybe like, I don't know. <laughs> don't know. Iraq. Yeah, you could. You could no, say a boy I, soldier out there. I, I had to, I, someone asked me about a gallery in Iran, I think it was. Right. I know it's about yet. Not Israel. Nah. No. No. It was Iran. Okay. I said, the reason why I say Israel, I went to Israel a few years ago and I went to Tel Aviv. Mm. Very, very trendy. It is like, you wouldn't believe yeah. it, it's like yeah. shortage. Literally like shortage. Yeah, shortage. And it's going on, it's like a fashion, big rave, isn't it? clubbing, art. It, yeah. I, I could obviously see some artists, including yours, your artwork, yeah. being displayed over there. But yeah, so you've got... Grenades. <laughs> Have you got any uh, wish lists? Wish lists then, where where you want to get your art 
I mean, what would it mean to you if you got into certain collectors' arms or you'd done something else for like another council, like Croydon Council? What would that mean to you? That'd be great. Yeah. Oh, uh, what was it? Was it the fourth plinth? Trafalgar Square. Okay. Well, you done something? Nah. You want to get on there? Yeah. Did they rotate them artists a lot? Yeah, I yeah. think there's a waiting list for years. Okay. But I thought one day I'd make something, and when it's empty, it's going plonky on it. Like something massive. Yeah. All you have to do is everywhere high vis. Yeah, of course. Just go up there, plonk it on, everyone go, oh, look, that must be the new thing. Yeah. <laughs> well, that'd be like a Banksy moment, wouldn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. Scooney replicates Banksy move. Yeah. That yeah. could be the title of it. I'll help you with that if you want. Yeah, all right. Just stick some would be us on it. Stick that crouching boy on it. <laughs> yeah, we could do, easy. Um, just got to get the bow, bow money it's, ready. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it's that new, what's that, um, that one where you get your phone and it's there? And yeah. you can walk around it. Yeah, like a free, yeah, like a... But you can plonk them anywhere you want. Virtual, like, kind of thing. Yeah. yeah. So you could have one outside this window, 50 foot high. Yeah. But it was just... Yeah, why not? Could do it. Yeah. So, bit of a weird question. Um, you don't eat meat. No. Why, why don't you eat meat? You eat fish. Yeah. Just for the viewers as well, I've done uh, this whole month of no eating meat for all most of back in the last year I started eating meat in a week and I had it on a weekend I thought you know what I'm going to go for a month and see how I feel mm. so fish veg fruit obviously your pulses and grains and stuff I feel much better oh, I really really feel better yeah. what, but why did you stop it was just I never even thought of it I, on Facebook there's some I think it's called Farm to Shop it's a 10 minute documentary thing watch that is it just turn you I went I can't eat that and that was it. That was it. That, that was the start. I, before that, I didn't... Because you, you don't you don't think of what you're eating as an animal, do you? No, you just see it as food. It's wrapped up. It's gift-wrapped, ain't it? Yeah, it's packaging, marketing. Yeah. yeah. You're conditioned. Yeah, you have to have protein, which is which is rubbish. Yeah, because you, you can, can get, get it out of plants. cashew nuts. Yeah, you can <laughs> get it out of plants. Yeah. Is that, you, you, what was that? One potato's got enough protein... For one day, you don't need meat. Yeah, this is a big con, and it's destroying the world. Well, there's a lot of hormones. Yeah, putting the the meat which you're consuming. There's obviously the a gases, lot of pollution. The gases yeah. are worse than cars. Yeah, exactly. I've seen a few documentaries on yeah. that. Yeah, it also builds up a lot of uh, acidicness in your blood, which can learn it yeah. to turn into all kinds of problems. So I'm not, I'm not saying that people shouldn't eat it. I just think that people should uh, minimise it at least. Like anything in life, if you mm. abuse it, it's yeah. going to affect you. And you've got, you got cow ghosts in your stomach. Yeah, <laughs> that ain't good. <laughs> <laughs> All right then, cool. Well, a um, couple more things. How old are you so far, Skinny? I'm 45 in my, uh, soon. Okay, we'll go yeah. out for that night. Yeah. So 45 coming up. What's yeah. been some of your best things you've done, best moments in the last few years, and maybe also what's been some of your worst or quite controversial or hairy moments, anything? I have I have so many good moments, and I think I should remember this, and don't remember. <laughs> but working on films was great, you know, out in Thailand with Rambo. That was the best film I ever done. With uh, Stallone? Yeah, me and my dad. Wow, what's he like? Ah. Oh. Great bloke. Super And he's exactly how uh, you think a director should be. Because uh, when we're going on set, 
I'm thinking, who's the director? Because there's first ADs and the director isn't, he's hiding, you know, watching the screen. But yeah. Stallone's out there, you do that, you do that, action. Yeah. You know, he's right, he's doing it all. So it was gets, brilliant. Gets his hands dirty. And he dirty. sat in Thailand for three months, North Thailand. That's uh, Chiang Mai. Yeah, Chiang Mai. Yeah, I've stayed there, yeah, lovely. beautiful. Yeah, very good. And, you know, every gallery show with my work's up on the wall. Just go, wow. That yeah. makes you feel People good. People are looking at it. Yeah. That makes, makes you feel a little bit weird. <laughs> and any hairy moments or anything that you think, if you can turn back the hands of time, you would change? Or not really? Nah, nothing. No? Nah. Nah. It's all shaped you to where you are today, yeah. basically. Yeah. At the end of all podcasts, I always leave it with my catchphrase, um, be happy, never content. And what that means is, I think happiness is a state of mind. I think even if you're going through turbulence in your life, that you can always find a positive out of it and you can remain to a degree happy. But then not never content means I'm always pursuing something. So I'm pursuing yeah. the next goal or the next level in my life or the next chapter. When I say to you, be happy, never content, what is your definition of that? What you said. Perfect. <laughs> um, where can people find you? Obviously, Woodbury House, we represent Woodbury you. Woodbury House. Anywhere else? I mean, you've got a good following. Scooney.co.uk. Okay. You've also got a good following on Instagram. How many followers you got now? About 11 grand. 1,000 followers? Okay. That's good. Yeah. I don't put a lot of photos up. That's my problem. I've got about 250 photos up. Yeah. How long you had the account for? A couple of years. Okay. I've got to do that more. Yeah, I think more more posting today, I think with an ever-evolving social media platform and and more and more users... (laughs) I think that's what people demand these days. But Definitely, it is a bit yeah. of a ball lake to keep on doing it. I find it difficult myself, to be honest. But Yeah, you seem like you're, you're good at it. I'm trying to stay on it, but sometimes I'm kind of scratching my head to what to put out there. I, I, I like the one you always do, of the, you're on the train. Train, yeah. Train. Or on the car when I'm going to training. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's yeah. it. It's consistent. I like always it. routine. Yeah. I've got a podcast episode called Routine of a Champion. Right. And uh, yeah, I developed well, that over the years. Routines are good for you. Routine's good. I personally I think it is. I have one routine. Well, that's why you're an artist, mate, because you're creative. <laughs> I need a routine. <laughs> right, well, thank you for coming on my podcast. All really right, appreciate it. Nice one, Scoon. Big All up. Right. And that's a wrap. <laughs>